Hey, listeners, what's good? Shan just chilling here in my favorite sweater. You wear that sweater a lot. Um, yes, I'd like to say that it's also utility. It's pure polyester, so it's the warmest thing I own. Mm. Um, and we don't use our heat. Oh. So I'm absolutely freezing. But, I mean, it also just makes me happy. It sure. reminds me of that 70s show. Okay. My favorite so you're in costume. Show. I am in costume. I'm hot Donna. <laughs> there you go. Hot Donna. Not good just Donna. No. I've Steven's actually like, never I've literally never seen that show. So You know, I don't think it's your vibe. I just don't. No, but I do I do remember there was a show on MTV called The Seventies House. Do you remember that? I loved that show. It yes. It was so good. It's that it, was it, so fun. It should it should they should just run that show every day on a loop. They because... had to hustle whenever the song came on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they they lived in a house and they had to everyone had to pretend like it was the nineteen seventies. <laughs> and you're right. One of the key rules was that whenever they played the hustle over the yeah, loudspeakers, the they had to everyone had to stop what they were doing and do the hustle. And if they did, if they yes. didn't if they didn't, they were removed from the game. I think that was the pinnacle for me. Like I remember last week you were like, I hope I get mature enough one day to where fear is no longer a factor and I can go on fear yeah, factor. Right. I really think I thought I was going to be on that the 70s house. Like that show was going to be running into the future. Yeah. I mean, we were... <laughs> and I we was going to go on. We were young at, at that time. So I think when, when you see shows when you're younger, you just think, oh, this is, this is television. I'm going to watch mm-hmm. this show forever. Forever. That's what I thought. I thought and I was going to e- be on forever. Even when they woke them up at three in the morning <laughs> to, to do, do the hustle... <laughs> I remember one person was eliminated because they played the hustle at like three in the morning and he <laughs> didn't, didn't get, get up. up. <laughs> I just remember thinking the house looked like a movie set, which I love. That's right. The costumes were so cool. Right. And I was like, I can get over my embarrassment at dancing. Like, just get up. Just get yeah. up and do it. And they, they would do things like, okay, if you want to avoid going home, you have to win a game of Jenga. And I was like, okay, this is, this is, these are things that I could do. Yeah, these, these are, are things... things I do already. This is my <laughs> this is my life. This is my morning routine. <laughs> like these are I would have some control of my destiny in the 70s house and I liked that. That's how I felt. I felt that. Yeah, I felt in control. Mhm. Uh, what's my fall from grace with reality TV was pretty hard cuz like you Aww. stayed with it. Yeah. But I watched all this early VH1, Girls Next Door, Girls Next Door, Seventies so House, good. Surreal Girls Life, Surreal Life. Surreal Life is really hard to watch. I found it it's was so like, cringy now. It's, it's really so, tough. Girls Next Door has gotten better with age. Honestly, I just did a yep. rewatch of the whole series, and yeah. it's it's actually better now than it was then. If you mm-hmm. if you can believe it, if you can believe it, folks, bet you can. I I always wanted to be Bridget growing up. Yeah, I wanted to be Bridget too. She was like the girliest one. Or Kendra because she was sporty. Never But now Holly. I want to be Holly. But now I want to be Holly. You see? <laughs> Look how times have changed. I definitely, definitely don't want to be Kendra. I can tell you that pretty. Oh pretty. no, I loved Kendra. No. I'm obsessed with the fact that, okay, so our Star Vehicle podcast YouTube like yeah. interface, the algorithm is like set to Girls Next Door. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, Because there, right. there are like clips when I log into that one. I'm like, wait, why am I getting this on my For You <laughs> Well, it's funny though because yeah, I, I realized that I never log out of our YouTube account, so all of my personal viewing are is 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 readily available for you. So yes, you can definitely check my history and see what kind of vids I'm watching. But I know it's, it's good. It's, it's real either good. like yeah, it's either like this scene from the girls next door or the girls next door title cards. I love watching. <laughs> I can 
I'm like, I love it. And I would be mortified. Sometimes like I'm in the middle of watching a video and I need to do something for the pod and I'll hit switch account. And then the video yeah. I was just currently watching will switch to the Star of Eagle <laughs> account. And I'm like, oh God, no. And then I right. have to like click off of it. Yeah, because I'm currently watching this woman as she renovates a home that she bought in Tuscany. And I'm, Ooh, it's like, it's, I'm under like the really Tuscan in, sun. Yeah, it's, it's just like that. And I do, it's one of those things where I don't mind if you were to see that I'm watching it, but it's also something that I think is more special if I keep it private. Yeah, it's for me. It's really just for me. It's for me. That's right. Yeah, I'm with you there. Okay, I wanted to, <laughs> now this doesn't feel natural. Okay, well. I just, well. Go for we it. We can cut it. Guys, this week I've been really nervous that I'm forgetful. Like I've oh. been really self-conscious about this. Oh. And I was like, I'm not forgetful. That's, no, no way. Like I would never put that on myself. And mm-hmm. then I sent a package meant for one of our friends in Brooklyn <laughs> to you in Brooklyn. <laughs> wrong address wrong address put it in which like the level of <laughs> confidence mental gymnastics it would take to do that to me makes is so confusing like you had to put the right name yes and the wrong address yes but the address was right for someone else for you i just think this and is what's so... really funny is that on the shipping label there's no unit number you just shipped it to the building as no if it was a gift. i put unit number there was a unit on my okay it didn't come up with the email. unit number it just says the building address <laughs> so which is just really funny as if you're sending the building a gift i just remember as i'm typing it in going make sure yeah that this is we can say our name i'm like make sure this is for kara and i was like right. i i like double checked and made like a mental note and i still put in your address in brooklyn <laughs> wild <laughs> so i'm gonna have to retest my thesis statement that i'm not forgetful right but anyway yeah i put that on you this week i that gave reminds you... me of the scariest movie i've ever seen in my life which is still alice oh very scary so scary i was waiting for like more of a punchline but no, <laughs> no that that's it. scary <laughs> so because i like to call under the tuscan sun which we've just mentioned a little bit of a thriller oh it has jump scares yeah there are jump scares if you're not in if... It. And if you're if you're sitting there being like, oh no, there's not. Okay, turn off all your lights and watch the movie by yourself, and tell me you don't, and tell me you don't have a little bit of a spook, a little scream, a little scream. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I love watching Under the Tuscan Sun with you and our friends because there are jump scares. There are jump scares. That movie truly has everything. It's my favorite movie of all time. It's the best movie ever. Maybe we'll watch it as like a reward or something. Right. Ten thousand on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. We're almost we just there. Need to get to a thousand first, and then times ten. <laughs> Nine thousand something to go. Nine thousand one hundred and fifty to go. That's right. I think we can get there. Those algorithms are in our favor. But okay, yeah, gotta I play cannot the game. believe we we watched the movie that we're covering today. I'm kind of shocked. Um. Yeah. Julie. Julie. From the year two thousand and three. <laughs> correct. And this wow. is one of those movies at. I truly thought I was going to go throughout my life my and comfortably life. never see it. Yep. Same. And Felt the same. It's it's weird to be confronted with a movie that has been described as the worst movie of all time. I think that it's hard to it's hard to open yourself up to an experience like that. Yeah. Agree. I had a hard time. I was very shut off to this movie. I had very, a brick wall up. 
I was extremely shut off to this movie until the first scene. And then I thought, okay, let's let's do this. Oh, I didn't come around for a long time. (laughs) It took me a while to come around. It it didn't take me that long because it was it was not at all what I thought it was going to be. And I mean, just to think about the confidence that I had going through life, thinking that I knew what this movie was about. Mm-hmm. And then to watch it, same, and, and to find out that it's nothing like what I thought. Like, like if you would have said last week, write down what you think the plot is of this movie, I would have we said. We should start no, doing that. By the way, I would way. have said no problem. <laughs> I would have said no I actually problem. wouldn't have been able to even come up with a sentence. Or okay, there was a point in this movie where I thought we were watching enough. I conflated enough. That's a great the two. Movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I I really did conflate the two for like a hot sec. Well, I okay, let me revise what I said. What what I would have felt comfortable doing a week ago is is probably just saying it's a romantic comedy yeah, between yep, Jennifer story. Lopez and Ben Affleck. And the route that they take from not knowing each other to falling in love will be pretty conventional. Yes. And that's probably romantic what I would, comedy convention. Right. Romantic comedy light, nothing interesting here. And probably the flaw is that you just have two really hot people doing a really boring movie and that's the beginning mm-hmm. middle and end of the story yeah agree and and i knew they were going to have more chemistry than what we'd seen in the past with j-lo love interests because they yeah. were together in real life so i was yeah, just these like, are real life lovers yeah so there's something a little bit like eavesdroppy about it yeah something fun uh this movie was shocking it was shocking because okay so why don't you why don't you read, read a summary? Summary, and then we can just start start to find any any ins and outs that we can get into this movie. We can start to build a working a working thesis. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll film. tell you, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm excited. Okay. 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 Julie Ben Affleck is ordered to kidnap the intellectually disabled younger brother of a powerful federal prosecutor. When plans go awry, Julie's boss sends in Ricky, played by Jennifer Lopez, a gorgeous, free-spirited female gangster who has her own set of orders to assist with the kidnapping. Mm -hmm. But Julie begins falling for the decidedly unavailable Ricky, which could be a hazard to his occupation. Okay, now... I love that that summary has no spoiler, by the way. True. Now, just yeah. he- even hearing that on paper, I actually think to myself, that's an interesting plot. Now, mm-hmm. we will obviously, I don't think we need to spend too much time on saying this, but like, obviously there are like a million problems and one with their depiction of their ele- the intellectually disabled character. And it's yes. so problematic and disgusting in so many ways. But it's like, that's, that is what is in the movie. And there's can't nothing, you can't change it. It's committed I to celluloid. That- but what I think, like, if you could, if they would have just had them kidnap a federal prosecutor's child and yeah. have the kidnapping go awry, that to me is an interesting story. Yeah. And yep, yep, yep. And the characters are interesting in and of themselves. Um, so, so on its surface, I think this is an interesting movie. And I will say though that when the movie starts. The movie starts with Ben Affleck talking to a to a washing machine. We can infer that because we're in a laundromat. We're in a laundromat. And the door is open. Yeah. Um I I just remember thinking to myself, okay, like this is we are not in the world of reality. Like this is the world of art. 
And this, oh, or and I was like, going to say, we're in, we're in Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs land. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, what they're not doing here is we're not living in the real world. And I just thought to myself, like, okay, fun. Like, what if we just, what if we just live in this, like, art world that they're trying to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and run with it. And obviously there are, like I said before, a million and one problems of how they deal with, like, with different marginalized communities. Yeah. But that Oh, aside, yeah. Multiple marginalized <laughs> communities are run through <laughs> Affleck's um, dirty lips. Mouth. <laughs> dirty mouth. Dirty mouth. It's bad. Other than that, though, I really thought to myself, as I continued to watch the movie, I said, you know what? Each of these scenes could be its own mini movie. I thought that about a bunch of them. It felt like little mini short films that I would have lo- I would have loved to have watched. Right. And and we get background information about all of the characters and yet we it never comes to fruition. Not that I wanted the movie to be longer. It's 2 hours. Oh, it's but too I really, long. I really thought to myself, we really needed another 2 hours because we <laughs> Tie up We never really found out who Jennifer Lopez is. We didn't find out who Christopher Walken is. We didn't find out who the special, like the federal prosecutor is. We didn't find out who this guy was, who was, who was hiring them and what his motivations were. I spent all morning Googling literally like phrases like, who is Christopher Walken in Geely? What what part does he play? Like I spent all morning. Where's the Al Pacino extended cut? Like, Yes. Also, he scared me so much. I was so afraid at the end. (laughs) Right. And that's what I started to think is that, you know, what probably happened is that they gave all these characters just their lines Mm -hmm. and they didn't get the whole movie. And it was sold. It was like, wow, Christopher Walken, look at this amazing scene that you have. Look Mm -hmm. at this very weird dialogue that you get to say. And he was probably like, oh, cool. It's probably going to be a really interesting movie. Uh-huh. I'd love I'd love to do this. <laughs> they only had their little section. Yeah, yeah. So that was sort of that was sort of how I tried to make sense of of Gili, which rhymes with really, by the way. Rhymes with really. I have to commend you because you always get there quicker than me. You're okay. always just so ready to just give yourself over to the experience of the film, and mm-hmm. I have to say, like, that's a great quality. Like, good for you. But you know what? Can I just can I accept your compliment and build on it for a quick second? Yeah, do which that. Is, which is that I think that five years ago I would have taken I took myself way too seriously and would have mm-hmm. tried to be too pretentious about this. And now I just want to be entertained. So if I'm gonna sit yes. and watch G Lee for well, two hours. It's the star vehicle. It's the point. Yeah, In case you were wondering what we're doing for here. Two hours, I don't want to watch it and hate it. So yeah. I was like, let me try to find a way to enjoy enjoy this experience. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I had to really just like surrender to the experience. I 100% agree with you. I just want to be entertained. And I will say that uh, probably the YouTube crowd thinks that I'm like too pretentious about movies. But like I just want to have fun. Just want to have fun. all I want. Girls just want to have fun. Right. I want a Cindy Lauper this movie. Yeah. And, and this, this movie has a lot of feminine energy to it. Oh, yes. It does. It's very I... pro, pro, sometimes. pro lady. And also sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes, sometimes, not. It's, sometimes it's actually the opposite. <laughs> I was consistently flip-flopping on if this is like a movie just made for the male gaze and if it's gross, or if this was like a secretly amazingly badass, like feminist, like sexuality isn't real movie. I was like, damn. Like I can't, it's, I was, 
I came I around. Think, well, I think you're right in the sense that it's actually a little bit ahead of the curve on it seemed like it ideas ahead of its like time. gender and sexuality. Uh-huh. Because what Jennifer Lopez's character is suggesting is that she doesn't really identify with, with anything specifically and that she is free to float with whoever she she likes exactly people are people people are people and we actually get a very similar treatment of ben affleck where by the end of the movie he is comfortable in saying that he doesn't necessarily identify as the normal yeah like the macho man the macho Macho masculine kind of gangster character that he's trying to force himself into at the beginning so it's it does this it's a real meditation it's a weird, yeah. It's a real meditation, mm-hmm. like that yoga class that she does midway through the movie. Oh my god! Could have watched that forever. Could have forever. Watched Could have watched it forever. That was my and favorite then, short in the whole movie. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. These are all like little scenes, and that's why I'm saying I can't I, wait to get to that I scene. Think there was something missing, though. I just think there was something missing here because I know what happened. I, I did look it up. Oh, okay. So that'll be helpful because I didn't have time to do that. <laughs> okay. So let's, so. So he's, it's an opening scene in the laundromat. And this is what I was kind of confused on the whole movie. I had to go back. He's the so muscle. the place where you wash your clothes. Okay. Yeah. The, the place where you wash your clothes. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I've been there a lot recently because our dryer broke in the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's the muscle, which is what I didn't understand because he is kind of playing like a big baby throughout this whole movie, Affleck. Yeah, I think what they're trying to tell us about Affleck is that he is kind of the lowest rung in this mafia organization Uh and that his job is to be out and about on the streets. Shaking people down, right? Shaking people down. Okay. Kind of collecting money. Got that. You're right. Wow. But we don't really get that confirmed until we start to see the hierarchy in in the the mafia organization organized crime that he's in and again this is where they were sort of flipping that around too because normally in these kind of classic um uh like mob movies it's always top down like we're we're looking at the bosses and we're seeing them make decisions Mm -hmm. and this movie was very bottom up where it was like you're watching the low level people like fumble basic tasks yeah and by the time we meet Al Pacino, we finally realize that like they were doing the dumbest things this whole movie. And it was like, it's like, actually now I understand why we would need like a structure, a top down structure and something like organized crime, because otherwise mistakes like this would happen. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. This was so confusing because it's like, he is the muscle. He is like the the guy we're meant to identify with. Um, sure. you're supposed to, you're supposed to believe he's this hitman. You're supposed to, I, I guess I'm supposed to believe he's killed before. Is that true? Um, maybe, or maybe but what not. I think, what, I think what I, the way that I read his character was that actually maybe he's never killed before. That's and what I'm saying. That's how it came across. Like he was just terrible at his job. Because normally those low level enforcers, the way that they move up in the ranks is they do things that no one else wants to get their hands on. Mm-hmm. And he seems super reluctant to do anything, starting from the fact that he only collects like 50% of the money from this guy. And he's <laughs> from the guy like, in the washing machine. He's like, thank you. And, he, and then he and goes he to his boss, on. expecting the boss to be psyched about it. He goes, it's all he had. <laughs> I was right. like, it's I would say that. Had. It's kind of like making the mob accessible. I'm like, I could do that. 
I could get half the money. Could get half the money. <laughs> I could right. get half. I could get half, I think. Yeah. And, and then Lewis yeah. is like, he's mad, but I never really feel like Ben Affleck is like about to die if he if he messes up that badly. But by no. the time we get to Pacino at the end, I'm not only is there actual death, I'm afraid that they might die. And their performance right. is not indicating that at all. <laughs> no, Jennifer Lopez seems relatively unfazed. She's so by... calm. She's like, <gasps> I, I'm going to yeah, outwit him. <laughs> they're they're doing this weird... Okay, what? here's what I actually did appreciate about this structure is that you live in this bubble where it looks like the highest ranking person is... What's his name? Lewis, you said? Lu- yeah, Lewis isn't even the highest guy, but yeah, he's like the guy that we're talking on the cell phone to the whole movie. Right. But what yeah. I think like what they since we don't meet anybody else, he's the mm-hmm. only person the high in power guy. that we see. So we're we're mm-hmm. taking his instructions to to carry out certain things as gospel. But then yes. once we meet the next person, we're like, "Oh my god, he <laughs> oh was such god. a dum-dum." <laughs> yeah. But when you're watching the movie for the first hour and 50 minutes, you don't think to yourself, oh my (laughs) God, Lewis is a dum-dum. You think that like, these are just normal activities. You're like, that's a good plan. Because like, okay, we can can move on. Like, so his objective is to kidnap um, an intellectually disabled younger brother, which we've talked about. He didn't need to be, but for the plot of this movie, he was. Right. Affleck just waltzes in to his home and plucks right. him no problem out. Yeah, it's not a really difficult kidnap. No, it's one of the easier kidnaps I've seen on television. Yeah, it's interesting because within and the, the first 15 screen. minutes, the kidnapping is over. Yeah. Plot point one. <laughs> it's Check. done. And for the rest of the movie, we are just navigating the relationship between yeah. Ben Affleck jennifer lopez they wanted this to be a buddy film like a buddy film between affleck and lopez and a maybe a buddy film between affleck's character and brian oh yeah played by the the guy in the hangover and honestly (laughs) that took me 40 minutes to realize i was like i know this kid i knew Um, the voice also actor who plays intellectually disabled brother is not in real life intellectually disabled um worth sure and that energy jumps off the screen and it jumps off the screen but this was again the this was I think what's important to remember though is that this is also a time and it still can you know didn't end here and it certainly didn't begin here either, but where people actors would take on these roles mm-hmm. as, as a, challenge. a challenge. Yeah. Challenge. It's so gross. Also Lopez with her reveal. Yeah, shocking reveal. Yeah. It was shocking like let reveal. me play something that's not quote unquote normal. And you'll see how talented I am. How far I and can it's, stretch. And it's gross. But it's what, it's what is it's in It's gross, the but it's what happened. And so. it's interesting that, that that tidbit never, ever comes up in the discussion of why this movie is, quote unquote, so bad. It's always like, oh, it's so cringe. They're like, not in that sense, like in the sense that J-Lo and Ben Affleck are just so bad in this movie. Like- they got yeah. razzy for it. Yeah. And I'm like, actually, Affleck's I acting. <laughs> well, okay. I was texting you last night because like first 13 minutes, we get, there's no J-Lo. And yeah. I was like, Affleck is so hard to watch in this. I just don't find him charismatic. I want to die. I'm like, he's not shiny to me. He's not sparkly. I yeah. think that um, I was likening him to, you know, the Damon-Affleck duo. I think Matt Damon is sparkly. Affleck, no. So I'm yeah. having a horrible time until... Minute 13, 
Okay. When J-Lo knocks on his apartment door. Right. And, you know, we come to find out that she has been sent basically to like babysit him because he's terrible at his job. Right? Right. Ricky is sent to babysit him. We find that out. She initially tries to like see if she can gain access to the apartment and Ben Affleck lets her in because he's attracted to her. Mm -hmm. And... I then roll. she then she reveals that she's been sent to yeah. to double check, and she's like, and, "I knew you were a fuck up, but I know you were this much of a fuck up." Right. <laughs> I guess I wonder if she's playing an Italian character here too. Maybe. Um, what's Rochelle? And like we start to J Lo is a mystery at the beginning, and she ends she ends as a mystery as well. But what was what I thought we were gonna build towards was who is she? And where did she come from? I would imagine that in a small community of the Los Angeles mafia, mm-hmm. you would know all the players. So yeah, it's like, he's like, gonna spend the movie coming up with who she is, who she is. But we, I, I, I just think we were sort of missing that that final piece to find out who she was, mm-hmm. and what does she do besides being a quote unquote contractor. Yeah, I mean, I wrote at multiple points throughout this movie, what is this movie about? Because right. I just couldn't place it. It was like they kidnap this young man and then they just keep him the whole movie. And like I said, it's it felt like it just wanted to be a buddy comedy. But right. it was like a crime movie. And they're just keeping him the whole movie. Yeah. Um, he's the it's- brother of a, a local DA and they're doing it to force the DA's hand to give right. Pacino, who we don't meet until the end, a lighter sentence. I, that right. I think. Like I think. It. I think what they were saying is that the DA was investigating their their organize organization, and that if they mm-hmm. were able to threaten him with his son, then he would stop brother. looking into their activities. It was his brother. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, brother. Yeah, it was his brother okay. Brian. But it's just like I said. It, if I gave up on trying to figure out the crime element of it all and just yeah. surrendered to buddy film, right? That's well, when I had fun. That's well, uh, that's why I also like the Ben Affleck and J Lo plot. <laughs> we're we're playing a lot of mental gymnastics right now. The Ben Affleck to... and J Lo plot could have been thirty minutes in a movie where there were <laughs> two other thirty-minute plots because nothing really happens. Nothing changed from now until an hour 50. Like all that we see is just like the three of them hanging out, start to like each other. Yeah. And they're in the car. They get lunch. They get lunch. She threatens a bunch of boys at lunch. She threatens a bunch of boys. She talks about how she's going to scramble their eyes with her fingers. Uh huh. She quotes from the art of war. Yes. Incessantly. A lot. (laughs) She's off book too. She just. Oh, she J-Lo the... knows her lines yeah. in this movie. <laughs> she, she's not looking at a cue card. Like, she's just, she's she's quoting from the art of war. I'm obsessed with J-Lo in this. I think that um she does a, in a movie that's supposed to be, like, Razzie Award nominated, I think she hold, she does a good job with this movie. She's uh, well, holding her own. <laughs> okay, and again, this is where I was wrong about Gili, is that I thought that, like, one of the conceptions of this movie is that the two of our two leads took it so seriously and it was so dumb. Like I thought that mm-hmm. was sort of the public perception. Yeah. But when I watch Affleck, okay, maybe there's a case that he's, he's taking himself too seriously. When I watch JLo, she is not taking this seriously at 
knows what she's doing. I, I she's having fun. So yeah. I don't understand how you could watch this movie and think that Jennifer Lopez thinks that what she's doing here is the Lord's work. Yeah. No, she's. I think she's kind of spot on, like spot with on. what she was given. Also, she, what do you oh, what do you expect? You. Like she's doing the best that she can. Truly. Also, they both got paid twelve mil for this. Wonderful. More than more than the movie raked in. Wonderful. <laughs> Good for them. Good for you. And by the I way, just feel I like, think she deserved it. Oh yeah, did she, of course she deserved it. No one's going to see this movie if those two aren't there. I and seriously. Most people aren't going if Jennifer Lopez isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay, so this might be a good time to drop that I read that the studio wanted, they wanted this to be a mob film and it was supposed to just be a plain old mob film. And the studio wanted to capitalize on their real life relationship. So they forced their hand in making this romantic Uh, uh, between them. Okay. So which makes sense. That makes sense. And you can, you can almost feel around an hour and a half that the movie takes on a new life and we are now in the world where they are going to fall in love. But I would argue that, and I don't want to go against the man here, the big, you know, big studio, but the movie (laughs) was way more interesting when there was no sexual tension between the two of them. So much more interesting. It was way, it it felt fresh, like a breath of fresh when she agrees to share a bed with him and he gets so excited. Yeah. And then she promptly informs him that she is gay and that she will not be indulging him. What a reveal. Like we said, if I guessed last week, I would have thought rom-com Ben Affleck J-Lo. To get the reveal that she's gay? Wow. Wow. Again, you don't hear that. You don't hear that a lot when people talk about this movie. This is a 20-year spoiler-free movie. Like, I've never heard that. I was shocked. And, well, I think you know why is that by the end of the movie, it's almost like it's a different movie because... Mm-hmm. Because they they end the movie driving away, implying that they are now going to be in a relationship, and mm-hmm. and she's happy with that. And by the way, she can do that, no problem there. She can do but, whatever she wants. But there definitely was a shift. Like it started as one movie, mm-hmm. and when when J Lo said that she was when she said that she was gay and then she immediately without missing a beat looks at Ben Affleck and go and basically goes and you're gay too right and she's and doing like, this a lot all movie right I was like okay this again what a breath of fresh this is so interesting like yeah yeah this is agreed. new this is new I was writing constantly is this a movie ahead of its time is or you it, see okay it could have been it could have been. If I they would agree. have stuck with the initial idea, where it could have essentially, been. like what they were doing is they were going, they were taking all the components of a mob movie and turning it on its head. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it wasn't going to create like a Citizen Kane. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be in the <laughs> AFI top 100, but at least it would have Deserves been, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe 101. But it should have been, if, if they would have stuck with their guns, at least it would have been something different. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I was consistently like a little bit, yeah, I was confused. I I guess what I'm also trying to say is read one way in 2003. I bet it it kind of reads differently now. In 2003, I I think this was the movie um, any straight dude can turn a gay girl straight if he's 
suave enough. Like, and I that think becomes, that was the read. That's like the third uh, act storyline. Which happens. Like, it happens. And it it's so gross. It's like, you're you're not some sort of god who's going to turn a girl. Um, right. That was where I had, like, a huge problem. But if I'm reading this movie with, like, the most fun lens I can, I think J-Lo's just, like, a bi girl living her best life. Right. Because at a certain point in the movie... I don't even remember why. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but J-Lo and Ben Affleck go to Ben Affleck's mom's house. Yeah, mommy calls. So mommy we talked calls. about it. They're driving around town. They're getting lunch. She's holding up boys. Affleck is getting just excited to be with yeah. her. Mommy calls. So fun. And they mommy show up at his mom's house. They show up at his mom's house. And in this scene, the mom is instantly in love with J-Lo. Mm-hmm. And her, J-Lo and the mom have this really quick conversation where they both basically say... Yeah, we've had experiences with women, and that's yeah. fine. Doesn't you know? Either yeah. either it means you you like women, or maybe you don't, or maybe you do right now. And be- yeah. Ben Affleck, I mean, Refreshing. you could just see the steam coming out of his ears, like he's, he's trying to pissed. process this information. He's like, "What? What are you saying?" He says, "What?" Like so many times in the scene, he's he's like so huh? confused. What? I I was nervous. Like this could have been a scene where mom's like, when as soon as mom finds out she's gay, mom could have flipped and went, "Oh." And like walked away and been kind of pissed at her. Yeah. Mom completely just goes, oh, great. Yeah. Again, what a breath of fresh. Sometimes like, men are lacking, no, with a wink wink to J-Lo. Oh, so fun. So nice. And she's like, you know, I wasn't always like this. I wasn't always your mother. Oh. G. Lee. <laughs> right. And like J-Lo's like, I like her. And I'm like, I like her. Right. So. So fun. Again, and this, all these fun scenes come right before the hour 45 mark where things <laughs> really take a turn. But up until this point, I think everyone's having a really good time. <laughs> it's a fancy included. free fun drive around town. They got, like, I just loved it. Right. This is when the movie starts to get me. I mean, I do see it cheapen its message, which we've talked about, but yeah. so good. I'm trying to think. I, re- I wrote at this point in my notes, I really thought we were watching enough. <laughs> <laughs> Did I put on the right movie? Let me make sure. I wrote absolutely none of these scenes further this plot, and I'm kind of excited about that. (laughs) Well, here's a great scene that doesn't further the plot. (laughs) There is a scene, I would say about 30 minutes in, where they've kidnapped the boy. J-Lo's with him. They're in the apartment. She's like reading a book. She's moved in. And she's reading a lot. Christopher Walken comes a knocking on the door. Oh my God. Playing an unhinged detective okay detective well okay i think you're right to raise an eyebrow because what i think (laughs) who is he right i think what the movie was suggesting is that okay christopher walken says he's a cop and he's there to investigate the disappearance of this boy and Mm -hmm. he's just curious you know blah 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 but what the movie seems to be implying is that they don't believe that he's a cop and that he might be somebody else more sinister maybe I was very we, confused by Walken. We, nev- we never see him again. We never see Christopher Walken again. We get no context on who he is. Mm-hmm. But when I saw the scene, I was like, wow, okay, interesting. Like, I think what they're trying to tell us is that he's not who he says he is. And I was like, okay, don't forget this scene because he's definitely coming back. That's right. I thought he's definitely coming back. We're going to see more of him. And it's Christopher Walken. Like, and of course he's coming back. He says something about a chicken pot pie. I didn't quite <laughs> He wants to go to Marie Callender's. No. <laughs> <laughs> and this is every time I see Unhinged. Him, unhinged. And I was like, again, 
he only got that scene so that that is probably why and yeah. then every time I see a Christopher Walken kind of one-off scene, I think we saw this in Four Christmases as well, I do end up thinking, thinking to myself, oh, I wonder if Angelina Jolie has seen this movie. <laughs> like, is there a world where Angelina Jolie also went to go see Julie? <laughs> she was like, I'm curious about the buzz. Let's go check Julie out. What did dad do here? So, you want to know the the crate? We haven't, we, oh my God, we used to talk about titles a lot, okay? Yeah. The, the most like scandalous thing about this movie was the title at the time i'll never forget 2003 right. when everyone was like geely what is geely giggly what giggly. is it how do you say it what is that what does it even mean like i have solved a 20 year old mystery yesterday by watching geely and getting that answer right. so solved it sort of because sort of <laughs> they say it becomes a weird running joke for about the first five minutes in the movie and then it ends but the joke is <laughs> People don't know how to pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. And he is says, the idea that it's like feminine if they're like, they call him Jiggly? I think so. Because whenever he says, he corrects people and he says, no, it's Gili, like really. I think what they're trying to say is that this is a very feminine name. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Wow, this and movie's better than I thought. <laughs> it's really good. So, tight. It's a tight movie. <laughs> it's a really good movie. So... Yeah. Um, but I, what was interesting about the name is that, again, they tee this up in the beginning where it's, okay, something's weird with the name. No one knows his name. They can't get it right. Geely's not a real name. So what's going on here? But eh, it's just his that's name. it. It's just his name. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I just was, like, expecting Julie to be more of a thing, but it's just his name. Just his name. Yeah, but, okay, the walk-in scene. Uh-huh. Speaking, we said not furthering the plot. I was confused there because I'm like, okay, if the cops are on his tail, right? Right. Isn't this the point in the movie where he's supposed to be like, nothing to see here, while Brian's in the next room going, hey, can I get some some snacks? And Walken's like, who's that? Like, isn't that this point in the movie? Where we're supposed to have fun with he's hiding a hostage. I think so, because as soon as... But nothing happens. As soon as... Right. But as soon as Christopher Walken leaves, they that's when their mini road trip begins. Yeah. Which seems to just be kind of a drive around the neighborhood. Yeah. They don't really go anywhere. (laughs) They leave in the car, in a convertible, no less, where everyone Everyone can see see him. (laughs) A kidnapped individual. I wrote so many times, is no one looking for this kid? Right. And what was weird about the um, the road trip of it all is that every night on the road trip, it seemed like they just went back to their apartment and slept there. I was like, they're playing house. And every day- It's mommy, would... daddy, and a, and a kid. Right. And then every day they would get in the car and just drive around <laughs> as if they're going somewhere else. But then nope. they would sleep at the apartment. Go back home. Now, here's where I was so confused- <laughs> about where we were but we there's only one set which is ben affleck's apartment yeah they're there a lot okay so there's a moment in the movie where we're at ben affleck's apartment everything is is going well and then there's a knock 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 on the door and there is there is an angry woman at the door and she is like <gasps> she's like what are you doing here to ben affleck and i was like well it's his apartment that's what he's doing here. I know, I know. And she storms in as if she knows the layout of the apartment 
and demands. She's been on set all morning, this actress. Okay, but she knows the layout. They were playing the scene as if this was Jennifer Lopez's apartment. Because she says to Ben Affleck, What are you doing here? And yeah. he's like, what are you doing here? And This I plays am- into the beginning where we thought we'd just like find out who J-Lo is in this movie. Right. Nope. <laughs> because her ex-girlfriend. At but- first, when we meet J-Lo, right, she says, I just moved in down the hall. And I, lie. And, and I, right, it's a lie. She doesn't actually live down the hall. So there's no reason why her ex-girlfriend, A, would have known that she's at this apartment, or B, would have any sense of the layout of the apartment. It's very open concept, I guess. It's very easy to spot. Yeah, very open. (laughs) It just, the rooms just flow. And you're right. It's the ex-girlfriend who's, who, her character is so dynamic. She's crazy. That's, that's her character. nuts. I love a crazy ex-girlfriend. Crazy ex-girlfriend. And. You're into men now? (laughs) Men? And she, and she does a performance art in the kitchen where she takes a knife and gives herself a cut. Which was where the movie tonally really shifted for me. Tonally shifted. I was like, oh, I don't (laughs) know. I was like, oh, we are playing in a world of danger. Didn't think so. You're right. Well, actually, I think that's an important moment because what we haven't seen in the movie at all up until this point is violence. (laughs) No violence, no blood. And the first violent scene that we get in the movie is the ex-girlfriend doing harm onto herself. Cutting herself, yeah. And it's weird because they're shocked to see it. And... I'm like, why are you shocked? You're a hitman. (laughs) Well, right. And I think that's sort of the funny thing is that as the audience, we're also shocked. But also, but in a traditional mob movie, we probably would have had so much violence at this point that we wouldn't be shocked to see this scene. So in some yeah. ways, it's kind of interesting because uh, at the same time, we find out that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck have been tasked to cut off the hostage's thumb, thumb. so that they can send it to the uh, district attorney or whatever. Yeah, and really force his them. hand there. Right, show them that not only do they have his his brother, but they are doing mean, mean things to him. Yes, so, mean, mean. It's really wild. It's just like you're right at this point I don't in know, a mob so now movie. That seems interesting now. I don't know. It's just interesting now. It's we're interesting now. We're having a grand old time. The more, like, the more I like it, I want that on a shirt. It's just interesting now. <laughs> it's just interesting now. <laughs> it's just interesting. I don't know. Yeah, we are um, flip flopping around, but I'm happy to. Because yeah. like we said, all of these little sequences are just mini shorts. And so that's I honestly would love... how the film should have been served. They should have jumbled it up more. They should have jumbled cut it up a little more. Yeah. Just Wednesday, be like Tuesday, Thursday. Put Sunday. put a subtitle in the in the beginning. Put a, a card that just says the events of this movie took place over a forty eight hour weekend. Oh, and wonderful. then just give us timestamps and days and let us put it all together like Tarantino. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then I think intersperse it with scenes of. Christopher Walken doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but bring him back. Bring him back. Please bring him back. Yeah, um, more Lewis checking in on the phone, which we got. We got that throughout. Lewis was our like point that person. That was helpful. And then I think what would have been really helpful is to see scenes of Jennifer Lopez maybe before this interaction. Oh, like, it would have been cool. To see her... Because all that we hear about Jennifer Lopez in the movie is that she's a contractor and of course, mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to read into that, that she's sort of a, like a hit person or 
a hired hand. So it could have been interesting where it kind of flash cut to her doing uh, maybe something really violent to somebody. Mob woman stuff. Right. And then we could have compared it to Ben Affleck, who we already know that he won't harm a fly. So yeah, I think it would have been funny. nice to see that when they when they get... So imagine this. They get the scene. They get the notice that they have to cut off the boy's thumb. Yeah. And then without either of the two characters speaking... We get a flashback to Jennifer Lopez, like doing some like god awful torture to somebody, and then we get yeah. a flashback to Ben Affleck where he is like looking at a hammer and like looking at some guy's like finger, and he's like, Ugh. and then yeah. we cut to it, and they're just like, no, <laughs> that would be awesome, just tiny, tiny, tiny little flashbacks. Yeah, you want to know what I just realized in your rewrite, which I loved. Thank you. The two of them, not once in this movie are they holding a gun in a mob movie, right? No. They're and not armed at nice. all refreshing no. so refreshing there's no guns in this mom movie there's virtually well, there's no one blood. gun there's well there's one, one gun, gun at the end yeah um and which it, is it actually, shocking right because when the gun is discharged towards the end of the movie it does startle you because yeah, you're right we haven't seen any guns and no guns no blood when 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 j-lo uh J-Lo also never like physically attacks anyone, but she does scare people like those high school boys. She just threatens them. She just threatens them. And then yeah. even when they get in the car, Ben Affleck is like, wait, do you really know how to do that? And, and she's she like, looks no. at him. She's like, no. I'm like, okay, I had this thought yesterday. Okay. By the end, I was like, are we going to find out that they're just actors in a movie and it's going to just go meta and it was going to be like this whole thing was a movie. Like, I just never once believed that in their real lives they are these mob bosses or like hit people. I always thought they're two people playing at it. Or I thought by the end, he'd go, this is my first job. And she'd go, this is my first job. Like, I don't know why I thought that. Well, okay. I thought that. Okay, I think your first instinct is more interesting than the second because... I agree, yeah. It's a more interesting take. When the movie comes to an end, it weirdly ends on a movie set where they're filming some sort of Baywatch-inspired Some sort of music video. So it's almost like they would have driven up to it and we would have seen the little clapper and it would have said, cut. And that's a wrap on Julie. Yeah. Okay. That, that's like that's like the ending of the hills where they pull that's back a good and rewrite. find out they're on a set. Wow. Oh, ch- I just got chills. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then what's, like, what's Julie spelled backwards? J Lo and Ben. Ilgig. No. I L G. No. J Lo and Ben Affleck <laughs> take off their costumes and yeah. walk off set hand in hand because we know they're a real life couple. That would have saved Julie. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. That would have wow. saved Julie. Okay, so we've been on the crime plot line most yeah. of this time, which I'm excited about. But sure. let's get on the the feminine masculine plot line, okay? okay. She, I watched it again this morning. J Lo oh. does this like yoga routine. Right. One well, night she, yeah, she's doing her down dog. She's doing a great flow. Her yeah. form is amazing. It's impeccable. Her muscles. She's, she's doing it gorgeous. great, and I texted you about this this morning. But I've really been working on my pigeon pose too, and she does one in the movie as well, much great better pigeon. than me. Her hips are parallel. One of mine is always up, up a little, never, a little tilted. Yeah. That's right. This movie has inspired me to start yoga like a little bit more hardcore. Like I'm actually going to do it every day now. Right, and I've been telling you, I just recently got into yoga. Yeah, <laughs> just found it. So uh, I just found this new thing called yoga. Yoga. <laughs> This movie has really ignited my passion for yoga, for sure. She's <laughs> so wonderful. good. She's really good at yoga. And 
again, this is one of those those moments where it it turns. She's being she's teasing him. It's a real turning point in the movie. Right, she's teasing him sexually, but there's also a turn on the convention where we've seen no violence in the movie, and instead we have our main character, our hired hit person, doing mindful meditation, mindful and yoga. <laughs> what a she's balanced not doing, individual, like well, not target practice. Right, we don't yoga. get the, we don't get that classic scene where they go to the the shooting range and Ben Affleck misses the mark every time and j-lo nails she it nails it bullseye each time we don't get that scene nope this is the bullseye this is the bullseye and it's like intellectual word word bullseyes she's like ping 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 right and i think that's that's one of the risks that the movie took and i think that i would like to give them a little bit of credit here which is that the dialogue is quite silly in some of the scenes so silly because you have the characters talking in what I can only imagine they thought was elevated speak. Yeah. They're, they're they trying to make them this sound was like funny zingers too. Funny zingers. They're talking in very bloated sentences. They're talking in paragraphs almost. <laughs> yes. And again, we it's interspersed with these scenes of Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, but mostly Jennifer Lopez reading complex texts and I think they're trying to suggest that these two are these two are pretty smart. If if not both of them, J Lo is for sure She's smart. smart. She's smart because he gives this like misogynistic thing about how being like gay means that she's always going to be missing something, and right. and that's him and his. It's yeah, it's him by the way. Him and his, you know what, <laughs> right. below the belt fam. Right, and for Stephen, I'm I'm gonna censor myself for Stephen. She claps back at him while doing right. yoga with, "Hey, here's why you're wrong, buddy." And right. then she goes on this. She goes on this like a kind of imagine I do this monologue for like acting class. Yeah, why not? She you does work? this like whole. Well, first of all, he says that you're missing me and you're missing my thing. Right. And she goes, well, you're entitled to your opinion, which I thought was amazing. That's your opinion. I, I love, uh, well, that's your opinion <laughs> moment. And then she launches into why he's super wrong, why women are like kind of the end all be all, why they're everything. And she's like the hips, the legs. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. I'll be honest. If yeah. you do write it out, it's, it's confusing. word salad. It is word salad. But it's like a kind of fun little teasy dance that I'd argue right. is completely elevated by the music. The music makes me feel yeah. like, oh, this is a this is movie dialogue. The you're right. It is word salad, but I will at least give them a little bit of credit for trying something new. Something new, and, and it's it's kind of ends up sexy. It, it ends sexy. Yeah, because what they're doing is they're not tickling each other's bodies. They're tickling each other's minds. Minds. And that's nice. <laughs> and that's my favorite way to be tickled. It's a, it's a thinking <laughs> it's the person's, only way. It's a thinking person's movie. Is this a movie for geniuses? I think it is. It, I think it's, well, first of all, it's a movie for everyone. And second of all, it's <laughs> Just a movie not the for gays. geniuses. <laughs> or maybe it is a movie for the gays. I think, listen. The, gays get, I, the gay men get J-Lo and the gay women get J-Lo. I think, <laughs> I think... Win, win. I think there's a way to watch this movie and be so turned off by it and so offended. And I mm-hmm. think if that is your read on the movie, you are entitled to that. And that's the beginning, middle, and end of your story. And it's not, but even, I would you're not also, even really off base. Yeah, but I would also encourage you to rethink it and just and just allow it to wash over you again. Yeah, because unfortunately, they do sleep together. 
unfortunately. Right. They kind of betray the whole thing that they're building. And she does say turkey time at one point. It's turkey time. Gobble, <laughs> and they gobble. do make love. Right. And um, 2003 read, he's just turned a gay girl. Right. 2022 read, this bisexual goddess... It's her choice. Is, is, is doing the new... whatever the F she wants. And yeah. I kind of love that in order to finally sleep with him, she has to emasculate him to the point of being a woman yeah. in her eyes. The whole he's, movie she spends he's, just he's making the him the cow. Right. He's like, yeah. I'm, there's a cow and a bull, and right now I'm the bull. And she's like, no, 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 you're the cow. And she, she squeezes his nipple. <laughs> and even after they're done, they're actually Like a cow. He does say, I'm the cow. And it's, yes. I, it, so on the one hand, you're right. They've, they've totally betrayed the whole movie by doing this. But on the other hand, again, I can at least appreciate that they're trying to do something new here and that they're not just giving us a by the books, third act, our leads are coming together romance scene. At least it feels somewhat different. Now, the only caveat with that is that the movie just would have been so much more interesting if they they just remained friends yeah yeah you can really feel studio pressure or whatever who pressure from the man you could just really feel that they're like the audience wants to see these two together on screen and they want to see a sexy scene between the two so we have to give it to them and they kind of it felt like out of obligation they gave it to us and the the words exchanged to get us there are truly wild like she's kind of accusing him of being gay himself the whole movie just to get him to come to her level or something it's weird it's yeah i I, and again they're doing a dance and it's not a perfect dance it's not perfect it's not perfect perfect. (laughs) don't come to Gili if you're looking for perfection no come to Gili if you're looking for an idea that's still being workshopped and just that's fair and it needs your help to fill in some of the <laughs> corners the that it didn't quite color in on its own. <laughs> I love that take on this. That was amazing. Okay. So, so after the the masculine feminine like plotline, yeah. The crime plotline is they they still don't want to cut off the thumb. Mm-mm. But JLo has like this amazing idea. Great idea to, by the way. To, I I thought in the moment I thought great idea. At the end I was like that was so stupid. <laughs> Actually, in the moment, I thought it was so stupid because he uses a plastic knife. But anyway, it's her idea that they're going to go to the morgue and get a thumb because they don't want to cut poor Brian's little thumb off. They don't want to. And I agree with you that when you're watching this scene and they they go to the morgue and they don't say it, but they're getting, but but we We know know what's going to happen. I did think, wow, that's actually really smart. And then once we meet, then when we meet Al Pacino and find out the the ramifications of that, I go, oh my God, that was so stupid. (laughs) So dumb. But and then so it's one of those it's one of those movies or one of those scenes where you also start to realize again that these two actually have no business being in this industry in, in organized crime. But you're yeah, right, no. they go to the morgue, JLo wears a revealing top and she spills coffee on the guard and mm-hmm. so he so Affleck can get in. Right. In his they bowling in. shirt. Yeah, he's dressed he he oh he loves a loud print in the He's movie. wearing bowling shirts the whole movie. Right. And they go in and they find a McDonald's takeout plastic, bag. Yeah. And they get a he, plastic knife. And I guess he cuts the thumb off while... I did wonder if that was possible. Do you think so? No way. 
No way. There's bones in your hands. There's no way. Maybe he just Unless you like snapped saw it. The, yeah, that's what he I think. He saw the maybe. skin and snapped. Because he and does And Brian's with him the whole time, worth mentioning. He's like, turn around. Brian <laughs> is sitting there and he, instead of bringing a timer to get it done quickly, Brian is going to sing Baby Got Back. And then Affleck has to finish sawing off the thumb before, before he's up, <laughs> before he's done with the song. Before a song's up, <laughs> which is funny though because the room where they okay, so J Lo just distracted the guard at the front, and then they run into the room that's literally next door. And then when they're in there, instead of remaining quiet, they're gonna sing sing a song. <laughs> you could you there's no way that you couldn't hear the song in the, in the lobby outside. So now if they're hit people, yeah kill the guard kill the guard so he's dead then go in there and sing baby got back kill the guard and use a silencer take his thumb like take take anyone's thumb so it's so funny and then what's really funny i don't know why this scene was so compelling but the next scene they go to the ups express (laughs) (laughs) and insane the scene was insane because talk about dialogue it didn't need to be in the movie (laughs) (laughs) they have a very serious discussion not even but just of a moment where they the lady goes what size envelope do you need uh standard uh, the small one the top just just the small one and then she goes the three by six yeah it's very (laughs) weird the way that the scene is is performed because it's not done with a sense of humor like oh my god we have a thumb it, it, they took very, it really they're seriously. They're very much just like looking at the options and be like, no, I think the three by six will work. <laughs> Can we get that one, please? <laughs> it felt very bizarre, that scene. It I was, was like, such this a is weird, weird tone to it. Because I don't know. How, I didn't know how to feel about it. I was like, are they trying to say J-Lo's like the smarts behind the operation still? Because as he's a bumbling idiot, she goes, the three by six. I, She's calm. I think that's the only, yes. The I think that is, that is that is what the scene is trying to convey. And I and couldn't then, believe they brought the thumb with them. Like, I thought they were going to go do it in the car or something. Right. They're, they're but gonna, he just turns around. They're going to stuff the envelope there. Stuffs the envelope and then licks it closed. <laughs> so gross. Licks Meanwhile, it closed. J-Lo, I'm like, your DNA is all over that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Sends, sends it really by Federal Express. Doing. Now, and J-Lo... Uh, has a little flirtation with the shopkeeper because the shop they are looking clerk. at each other, <laughs> which which angers Ben Affleck. Yeah, because he, like, now we're in the pissed. world where where they're not going to be friends; they are going to be lovers. So he uh, yeah. he looks at her like competition. Uh huh. He says some pretty offensive things. I feel I like mean, it would be a disservice to the lesbian community if we didn't say like J Lo should have had a stronger reaction in the car when he's calling her the D word. Sure. A lot. Like many times. He says it so many times back to back. And there's a lot of problematic language in this movie. So much. But like if, you know, poor little Brian can't defend himself because he is intellectually handicapped, J-Lo should have been like, don't call me that. Right. I (laughs) I was waiting for that in this movie. There's a lot of harmful language that comes out of Ben Affleck's mouth. And the only way that I understood that scene is that when he's calling her all these offensive words, what I took away from the scene is, and the way that Jennifer Lopez played it, I wonder I wonder what she'd have to say about this, but I, I got the sense that she was thinking that he was projecting in this scene and that yeah. he was really his, insecurities. Voice, his own insecurities about his own sexuality 
Um, so that is that is the reason why I, I I don't think that she got terribly offended here because it seemed like it was almost reaffirming what she already believed. She's about like him. she's like I'm gonna let you talk into this one. Like exactly. I'm just gonna let you dig yourself into it. Exactly. This is why in the opening I said J Lo understood what she was doing in this movie and yeah. she got all of the subtext. Oh, for sure. There might have been a couple missteps. Maybe the director used a take or two where he shouldn't have or whatever. J-Lo yeah. knew the subtext and knew what she had to do. Right. And um, I think it, it actually helped create this tone where uh, we didn't have either of these characters. Well, Ben Affleck does it a lot in terms of yelling at, at other characters. But we didn't get scenes where the two of them are screaming at each other back and I know. Forth. There's no like big old fight. Really? So in some ways, she's actually really modeling some really, really positive like conflict resolution that I can yeah. only imagine that she got from the art of war. So mm-hmm. she's like behaving in a very evolved manner too. It's very like therapy relationship. Like she's very much like I'm just gonna let you talk this one out, buddy. Right. That's what I really thought she was doing in the scene. But I agree with you that when you watch it, there is this sense of wow, we're really just gonna let Ben Affleck say whatever he whatever. wants to anyone. Um. I wrote at that point, what is the message of this movie? What is the message? <laughs> and that's a great question. <laughs> I think there's many messages. And I think that what becomes hard about trying to get a message from the movie is we we needed more. We needed more characters. <laughs> two more hours. We needed two more hours. Two more hours. <laughs> right. We needed more because I think it would have helped create a little more of a fleshed out landscape here of where these characters were operating. <laughs> obsessed, obsessed with this movie. So whatever, she needs to emasculate him in order yeah. to sleep with him. We do that, blah, 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 thumb, da, da, da. I think there's only one place to go and it's like the end. Right, so at a certain point after all these various vignettes, the guy who is Ben Affleck's boss in the organized crime ring calls him up and says, the two of you, JLo and Ben Affleck need to come to this meeting uh, now. So they go mm-hmm. to the meeting and the guy is there and so is Al Pacino. Yeah, didn't recognize it was Al Pacino. Okay, I did. But okay, good for you. <laughs> Points for you in the column. He's doing an incredible performance in the movie. He's acting in the mob movie, right. not and- the romantic comedy. Agreed. And that's why I think that his performance was so good in this is because this movie rockets us into what the movie should have been. And when I say should have been, I don't mean what I wanted it to be, but what what the conventional movie would have been. Yeah, what they started with. Because his behavior, he's so erratic. He's so angry. He's screaming. He has a gun. And it was so scary. You're looking at him like, buddy, calm down. I'm like, it's not a big deal. No one got hurt. Right. Everyone's (laughs) fine. But I think that if it would have been a movie littered with those kinds of scenes, we would have gotten to that scene and been like, oh my gosh, he's so badass and he's so cool. Mm -hmm. But when you watch it through this movie and you get to him, you're just, you're just like, calm down. I'm like, you're overreacting, buddy. But okay, it does kind of like take the... It takes the main plot and just takes all the air out of it. Because he's just like, this whole time you guys thought this would work and it clearly didn't work and you're stupid. (laughs) Not just that, but he also says to them, I didn't ask you to do this. (laughs) 
No one asked you to do this. Yeah. And I agree with you. It takes all the wind out of the movie because suddenly... <laughs> it's like, why did we just have two hours of this? The whole kidnapping plot is irrelevant. Yeah. And the... It's like, give him back. <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez being there is irrelevant. She didn't need to be there. She didn't even need to be there. She didn't need to babysit him because this didn't need to happen. Right. And then as soon as he explains that and we all go, oh, oh he okay. shoots Lewis. <laughs> Shocked beyond belief. Right. Was so psyched that we got like one or two reaction shots of J-Lo and Ben just being like, just like mouth agape. But I do think they could have taken it more seriously. <laughs> this would have been a funny, okay, this would have this been a This is a really, dead body. This is a dead body. And this would have been a really funny scene because what I think they're trying to do is they're trying to draw a distinction here where Ben Affleck is frozen in fear and J-Lo is going to talk us out of it, of yeah. of the situation. And I Classic. think they, they could have pushed it a little bit funnier if I think that shooting him is fine, that should have happened. And yeah. then we see the difference in the way that they react to it. Yeah. So I think J-Lo should have stayed stoic like she did. Like she did, and, and he should have flipped. At, yes, he should have been like... Ah. Yeah, I, he should have <gasps> like screamed. screaming and like... Yeah. And, and like... <gasps> oh my God. Breathe. Yeah, hyperventilating it would have on been, all fours. Exactly. It would have been the tone of what we've been building. <laughs> right, it would have matched the tone and... You could have just gotten a scene where she's looking at him like, what are you Get doing? Get your shit together. Because she, she is like a job now to talk. She Basically, she has to talk for their lives. She has to talk for their lives. Like and she they knows are she has to about to die is how I felt. And I'm like. Oh, for sure. He she has going... to talk her way out of this one. And I've never felt any danger in this movie up until minute one hour 50. Right. No danger. I mean, he shoots Lewis first, and then it, it, it appears like he's going to give another monologue and then shoot the others, Jennifer yeah. Lopez and Ben Ben Affleck. Yeah, and somehow and she I talks out his of it. Frustra- I understood his frustration. Yeah, I'm like, I have no choice now. You guys are dumb. And this was actually interesting because I think that what Be- what Al Pacino says here is information that if you watch mob movies, I think that you would have been you would have understood where he was coming from because he says to them the one thing you don't ever do is you don't shake down the government that yeah. doesn't work it's almost like what he was saying is if you would have watched one movie you yeah. would have known that you don't do this you don't yeah. ever shake down the government what you do See? is you buy them off like you appease to them you yeah. don't use the violence that we do on, on government. government yeah wow another another tally for like the meta nature of this all like i just yeah. wanted them to just be like we're, this is a movie this is and a movie think, that and, follows no conventions of a mob movie and having al pacino there too it's almost mm-hmm. as if he stepped off the set of something else and came on here just yeah. to tell them what to do how to make a mob movie it's a real make- wink wink nod nod to mob right. movies Right, how to make a mob movie, and I when you watch the scene, I think that you walk away from it with two different appreciations. Number one, you hear what Al Pacino says, and at least I did. I thought to myself, he's right. These two are dumb dumbs, and so is Lewis. By the way, he's a dumb dumb dumb. Yeah, but I got also what was coming thought, to him. I also believe what Jennifer Lopez said, which was, okay, we can also make this go away in a way where everybody will be fine. And, and I was like, can they? <laughs> Just give I them back? So. 
Well, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, what are we going to do with him? I'm like, they're about to get arrested for kidnapping. They're, right. So. I was a little was, confused because she's convinced Al Pacino, who's the scariest person in this whole movie, who could kill them at in one instant. She's convinced right. him mm-hmm. to let them go. And I'm like, okay, all right. Right. But we've got to tie up the buddy-buddy movie of it all. We've got to tie up the buddy comedy. Right. I will. Right. And what she does say to him is, listen, give us whatever X number of days, hours to take care of it. Yeah. And then we'll have another meeting in a week. If you don't like it. If you don't like it. Yeah. And then they're going to, the implication is they're going to skip town. I think so. But it's called managing up. It's when you manage your manager (laughs) and you give them, you give them a choice and it still empowers them to make a choice, even though you've set out the options for them. Yeah. So you're right though. Mr. Al Pacino takes the bait. He's like, okay. Good he idea. takes the bait. He takes the bait, and it, well, you know what would have been really funny is if in one of the earlier scenes, uh, she was reading a book called "How to Manage Your Manager." That would have been a really funny. Like... Oh yeah, the whole movie. <laughs> she should have been reading that. That actually would have been so funny. Or how to win friends and influence people. So yes, she. This movie just needed one more touch of self awareness, and it, it would have been there. Just one touch like that. Um, the movie. I would have taken the movie set pan up crane shot. Right. Rap on Geely. I would have taken the book, How to Manage Your Manager. I would have taken a wink to camera. I right. would have taken, get Christopher Walken back in there for that ending scene. Right. Just right. something. <laughs> something. And you're right, though. When they leave the meeting, it's very much implied that the two of them are going to run off mm-hmm. into the sunset and leave town. Mm-hmm. And along the way... And the, the, the character that they kidnapped had been constantly saying, Baywatch, Baywatch. I want to go to the Baywatch. He, wanted he to go wants Baywatch. to go see the women on the beach. Yeah. Right. He wants to have a relationship with women. And odd enough, oddly enough, there's a shooting of a, who knows, a movie. A beachy music video um, okay, music right off video. the Pacific oh, Coast right, Highway. There, there is music. So They're going to dance. He, <laughs> what's really funny is that Ben Affleck, and I think this is supposed to show us that he's grown a lot, but... Ben Affleck doesn't want to stop to let him out. He like he wants to keep him for a while. And JLo, JLo's the one who's who says, we need to pull over. And Yeah, well, and, he wants to take him right back to the the home that he came from. Right. They pass the Baywatch Another and JLo's like JLo's like, you gotta pull over, you gotta pull over. This is the point too where I'm like, this script has no business being this, I'm gonna say air quotes good, because right. it does go, remember when we dropped all those things in Act One? Time right. to tie him up. So act one, yeah. I want to go to the Baywatch. You're supposed to scream with happiness that also, this character is finally going to the Baywatch. This scene <laughs> is is underscored with what could only be described as a score that you would find towards the end of Under the Tuscan Sun. That like kind of uplifting. swelling music where <laughs> it's, really it's almost like they want you to cry. They want you to cry. (laughs) He made it to the Baywatch. They make it there and Ben Affleck gives him some advice and and says... Yeah, like you're not... No one's out of your league. Like he's basically saying any woman you like, you go up to her and you make talk. You make small talk. Yeah. And And you say, how about the weather we're having? That's right. And And the whole movie, Brian had been calling this sort of Australian weather hotline to hear the woman on the other end speak in an Australian accent. Right. And he he formed some sort of bond with her. And yeah. like you said, swelling music. They want you to cry. He's on the set of The Baywatch. Right. Um, director is like, time to partner up. A real pretty lady in a hot pink suit. 
You don't need to marry her. You don't need to marry her. You don't need to marry her. You just gotta dance with her for just gotta dance with her. And um, Brian like makes uh-huh. small talk with her, and she opens her mouth, and she's got an Australian accent. <laughs> so Australian accent, and she's so nice. She's so, so nice. nice. And they dance, and as they're dancing, and Brian gets more and more comfortable, we just see Ben Affleck standing on the bluff, like looking, looking at on him, at his like, like protege, <laughs> his son, his son who he kidnapped. So I'm like, they're making the case that like Brian should stay with him. This is like Big Daddy. <laughs> oh yes, exactly. This is Big Daddy. Well, that's sort of what the energy is before Ben Affleck releases him onto the beach. There's very much a will they, won't they energy. Of, yeah, will they keep they... him? Can they keep him, Ma? <laughs> well, almost right, but almost before that scene, there's there's sort of this this notion that the three of them are just going to drive off in the sunset together. Yeah, the playing house of it all is going to continue. Right. But he leaves and Ben Affleck calls the brother to come pick him up. Yeah, he's like, your brother's at the beach. I could only imagine. That's what he said. (laughs) Yeah. He was, and he slams the phone down. Makes no sense. he gives Jennifer Lopez the car. He's like, I want Um, you to have it. Yeah. And this is where I like, she kind of went back to, hey, you know, I don't really think you fit into my life, which I was like, yeah, good. Right. Don't let them end up together at the end of this. And he gives the keys away, kind of giving up his like machismo macho guy thing, his like convertible. Right. But they undercut it all. Yeah. When she comes back for him. They do undercut it all when she she comes back. back. She drives back and she picks him up. She's like, get in. Get in. And (laughs) away they go. They drive off. Sort of implying that there is an opportunity for potential romance down the road. I'm just like, they're runaways now. Like They're runaways, but this scene would have been so much better if they were running away together almost in a Thelma and Louise style. That's what I was thinking. And I just think it's so much more interesting if the two of them run away, not with the intention of hopefully falling in love, but just with the intention of being in each other's lives as friends. I just think yeah. that would have been so much more interesting. Imagine they, like, I do imagine an alternate reality where they did Thelma and Louise it, and the brother shows up to get his younger brother. The DA shows up to get his brother. He's yeah. got the cops with him, because why wouldn't he have the cops with him? Because they stole his brother. Right. And the cops are, like, on their tail, and she circles back, and he hops in, and they ride off together, either right. into the sunset for us to, imp- like, we get to decipher if they get caught or not, or yeah. they drive off of a cliff. <laughs> Right. I mean, there were cliffs abound, so they could have just driven like, off a cliff. So many missed opportunities. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. We've been accidentally driven off a cliff. That would have been funnier. <laughs> ah, yes. And that's how the movie ends. I have to say, I love our rewrites. I yeah. don't think a lot of the issues are even the, the director's fault. It seems like his hands were tied by you, you could the hubbub of it all like each scene was shot on a different day which i know is how movies work but it was as if each day there was almost a new set of instructions as to what the tone the movie what's was happening be. because again yeah. you hit around the minute minute hour 45 it's a totally different movie than what we got when mm-hmm. j-lo comes into his apartment for the first time i think you can like see points where it's draft one and then you can yeah. see other points where it's like draft whatever like 60 right. but like you can just see that they didn't elevate draft one the draft one elements didn't get elevated to the whole script rewrite the later section by section yeah which is 
tough when you got a studio breathing down your neck and you're and Ben and JLo are in your movie, which right. I really kind of love seeing them. Yeah, it was Kiss. they have an interesting <laughs> yeah, they certainly have an interesting dynamic to them. And as we said sort of at the beginning, it's not the worst movie of all time, but I think the fact that it's the two of them together, it makes it so much more of a fun, easy target for it to be the worst movie of all time. And mm-hmm. no one would have ever talked about this movie. I mean, terrible movies are released every year. Mm-hmm. I think the every fact day. that the two of them were at the height of their early 2000s fame and they did this, it just makes it all the more interesting that they turned out this movie. And I just, yeah. would, I would encourage people to either rewatch it or watch it for the first time. Watch it for the first okay. time. I'm curious. And I just... hear from you watch it with an open mind and an open heart and i think you could you could really have a good time open mind open heart open Can't mind lose. open heart and and a a willing to acknowledge that there are so many disgusting sentences said in the movie <laughs> <laughs> i know i know and like we've tackled this before on the pod like yeah. we've danced around this before yeah and um it helps me so much to just say this is what happened like this is what was committed to film like yeah my hands are tied i can only watch what i've been given right oh man oh man geely i have to say pretty shocking maybe this is like white privilege or i don't know this movie doesn't seem to stick to either of them like they're fine affleck went on to win more oscars jlo went on to star in better better movies yeah i think if anything what it did was it it became more of a public persona that these two, I think the, the idea that was floated around then that I heard was these two are overpaid. They have no talent Mm. and they're just, they're just celebrities. And that would support that. This movie would support that thesis. Yeah. I think that's, I think that was the takeaway is, can you believe they got $12 million to be in the worst movie of all time? I think when you phrase it like that, I don't think it sounds that good. But I no. think if you say, wow, they earned $12 million playing a really interesting look at mob culture and it happened to not perform well at the box office is a different sentence. Yeah, I'm reading a little bit of reviews and I'm dying. The most thoroughly joyless and inept film of the year. War- one of the worst of the decade. No, no, no. I think if anything, this is, if I, I think this movie's embarrassing for the two of them. I think she's embarrassed. I think he's embarrassed. Yeah. I think if I were in it, I'd be embarrassed and I really would want to bury it. And it just sucks that you said, like, they're at the height of their careers in 2003 and, like, they, you can't bury it. There's no yeah. way you're burying this movie. It's here forever. Right. And I think, like, I feel also, bad. <laughs> we don't want to, I don't want to, like, overstate that it's, it's some brilliant work of art i mean look at all the work we had to do to workshop it you shouldn't need that we were much ju- work. jumping through hoops is but the phrase i would use i would just say it's not as bad as i thought it was going to be definitely not that, i am happy definitely not and i don't i enjoyed our rewrites i yeah. ended up enjoying some of this ride and i almost worry that we've made too good of a case for it <laughs> like i have to say that i mean sure but I, I have to say that to like protect my that. own ass. I'm like, did I make too good of a case for Chile? Right. Like I said, it's not an AFI top 100, <laughs> but I think that it's not as bad as everyone made it out to be. And I think yeah. that the bones there could have been so much stronger. And that's yeah. all. As evidenced by our rewrites. That's right. 
Oh, Geely, wow. man. Okay, I really am curious if you guys watch this for the first time. So write that in your review. Uh, we've been late on reviews, and I'm kind of getting, I'm kind of getting mad. I'm like getting Al Pacino a little, mad. I'm like getting Al Pacino level mad, and I don't want to threaten you, but. And we know you're listening, so please, please, please rate, review, subscribe, watch us on YouTube if you want to see our, our you know, facial reactions to what we're saying. You want to put face to, face to text. Uh, that's mm-hmm. always available for you. And Highly recommend. Yeah, I would say that I'm happy that we did another in the JLo canon. I'm glad that we did it, and I'm, I'm glad that we have it in our belt now as we watch other JLo movies in the near to late future and yeah we can reference this now i'm beyond psyched to have like j-lo is such a gift not only yeah. to this pod but to this world right. i'm so happy to have her back and yeah. um we will be revisiting j-lo we will be re- anyway the timeless beauty that is j-lo that's right well okay i think we did the damn thing that's that on that and thank you to everyone thank you j-lo i guess thank you ben affleck wash your mouth out with soap mister after this movie go talk to your mother go talk to your mom anyway bye bye steven Bye. Bye. bye